power blackouts. They happen every year, but guess what, blackouts? You've met your match. Say hello to Goal Zero, the leader in affordable home power backup systems and solar generators. Goal Zero's generators power your fridge, freezer, lights, Wi-Fi, TV, and more with clean power. Their home backup systems, like the Yeti 3000X, have no fuel, no fumes, no noise, and no maintenance. Just good, clean energy that keeps your home up and running. They offer a range of products and affordable price points, from power stations that can provide a half day's worth of power, to solar generators and home backup systems that can keep you powered for one, two, or three days. Plus, they're all portable, so you can take your power with you when you go camping, tailgating, and more. So yeah, take that, blackouts. Our power is here to stay. Have peace of mind when blackouts hit. Go to GoalZero.com to learn more. Tim, yeah. you, know we're, you know we're on a network. Yeah, Cast what Media. I, what I love about the network world is when other shows visit other shows. like Oh, uh, crossover events. Crossover events. Well, yeah. we haven't met this person yet, but mm-hmm. there's another show that I'm excited about, also a rewatch show. Tell me about it. It's called The Twilight Effect. Ooh, is it about Twilight? Yeah, Tim. It's a rewatch of the Twilight movies. That whole universe, they're going to talk about it and rewatch it with their fans. So grab your popcorn. I don't know what a cold one is. What's a cold that? one is like one of the vampires. Because oh. you don't, you're, don't have any body heat because you're dead. Oh, nice. I didn't know that. And join Ashley Green, Alice Cullen herself. Alice Cullen, that's the main family. The Cullens, I think, are the main family of vampires in the Twilight oh, series. Yeah. That's awesome. It's a rewatch experience. She'll be rewatching the series, much like we do with our show, uh-huh. and revealing all the behind secrets fans are dying to know. Dying. There's a little play on words there. Because vampires, they're dead. You're but they much also more don't schooled die. in this universe than I am. You're wow. like teaching me about it. I know there's wolves, right? Yeah, there's also werewolves. Yeah. Um, uh, I have heard that she's also joined by cast members to deep dive into their experiences on the cultural phenomenon that was, still is, Twilight. Still is. Huge franchise. Huge franchise. Listen to The Twilight Effect wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check out the video releases each week on YouTube. Six former administration officials last week wrote that open letter urging the administration to change course, to change strategy. Is it time? It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. (laughs) Okay, so that was... uh, That was... uh, uh, it was on January 13th, 2022. That was Vice President Kamala Harris sat down. She sat down for a wide-ranging one-on-one interview with today's Craig Melvin. My uh, uh, social media blew up that day because everybody was clamoring to be like, holy shit, have you seen this? Because <laughs> that is like the most, I think that is the, like that's the truest like V, when people talk about like Veep moments, that's like one of the truest Veep moments that yeah. I've ever seen. That's like word salad. That's it really just like is. meaningless. It is yeah. completely meaningless. The time is now. I mean, like, Arvin, can you play it one more time? Six former administration officials last week wrote that open letter urging the administration to change course, to change strategy. Is it time? It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's fucking phenomenal. <laughs> 
<laughs> and this that, is time is every day. And that time. That's the part that really makes no sense. Yes. That time and that time is every day. It is, it is a statement that says, like, the buck stops here, and we are going to start now doing the things that we have always done, which we do at all times. It is like saying, it is both saying, like, we are doing, we are, we are up and we are down. It's <laughs> Uh, it's really fucking incredible. Uh, this, um, hi, uh, welcome to Second in Command. My name's Tim Simons. I play Jonah Ryan. Hi, I'm uh, Matt Walsh, and I play Mike McClintock. And we met uh, one I of think... our neighbors today. Hmm? We met one of our neighbors today yeah, from the OC. From the, uh, the OC rewatch program. Yeah, I was telling Tim, Arvin, we need to have like a Christmas party episode where all the hosts from the various shows on Cast Media come over and we pretend like we see each other all the time and we're gossiping about yeah, yeah, yeah. you and producers. Yeah, maybe this Christmas, and, yeah. yeah. I mean, we actually would be pretty fun if we just like had a whole episode where we just talk shit about our producers. Yeah. 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 Although Colin... Don't you do that up. already? We do a little bit. Well, no, but we kind of jokingly talk shit about you on the... on. This would be like the real shit. For like real. the stuff that we're actually frustrated about. Yeah. So Tim, we are on episode 302, season three, episode two. And this one's called The Choice. Mm -hmm. While on a Coast Guard boat, Selena finds out that POTUS has a new stance on abortion and is she's forced to reconsider hers. Jonah starts a consulting firm called Ryantology, causing Dan to use a burrito to threaten Shoda, to threaten Shoda, to, to threaten, threaten Jonah Shoda. to shut up. Uh, this uh, episode was written by Roger Drew. Ian Martin and Armando Iannucci. Uh, it was directed by Becky Martin, uh, filmed somewhere-ish in March of 2013. This is more accurate now. They're saying March 2013, which means like it, yeah. sometimes it says like March 11th through March 13th, which we're like, you know, we did not finish yeah, we this we episode in those days. Yeah. Anyway, I feel like that's, again, I feel like that's Arm, uh, sorry, that's uh, Arvin's fault that we don't have more accurate days. I know well, we were the ones I, I that I corrected were there. it by taking out the Dates. Yeah, why don't you make some connection with like HBO production or something and get like real notes from someone? Wouldn't you guys be the connection to HBO? Yeah, but It'd this really show funny is serving a like... property they own. I'm sure they like our podcast. <laughs> I'm sure you could make an introductory call, say, hey, we're promoting the show, as you know. Is there any way you guys want to share any insight? Take the initiative. Like, why are we having this conversation I'll, on air? I'll talk to my people to talk to their people. So, uh, you know what I was thinking? What's that word for uh, how to with John Wilson? That show, they they dealt with this idea that there, it's like uh, something that is wrong, but it's everybody assumes is right. It's sort of commonly known, but is wrong. Do you mm. know what I'm talking about? That's almost like an urban legend, isn't it? No, no. there's a certain word for it. Misnomer? Um, oh, so let's try, let's check this out. Um, Arvin's doing some Googling. By the way, this is the episode that introduces Jonah's sweater. Uh, I just want to put that out oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is a seminal moment. Seminal in moment in the, in the wardrobe history of Tim Simons, which was taken from your car. And I'm going to say on air mm -hmm. now, if anybody knows where that sweater is, we're yes. not going to press charges. We're not going to press charges. Just return it somehow to the show. And there's a $50. I'll, I'll kick in $25. You kick in $25. Yeah. $50 reward if... You know the person who broke into Tim Simon's, what kind of car was it? It was a Ford Explorer. Somewhere in Silver Lake? In Silver Lake. Uh, when, when, last year? Two uh, years ago? Yeah, like kind of, when did I leave? Probably October. Probably got stolen in October. Okay. 
And uh, you also stole my golf club. So if you want to give those back to the sweaters, I'm not in for that. I'm not putting any money up for that. I could fine. give a shit. The about sweater your is golf more clubs. important. I replace. Yeah. But we will not press charges. Apocryphal. 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 That's not the actual thing that I'm looking for. Anyway, there are there are uh, my memory of this episode is so different. Than what what I actually watched. Yeah. Including one of my what I have always said is one of my favorite jokes from the show. The ATM. No, it's not in it. Maybe oh. it was in a deleted scene or I saw it filmed, but I have always assumed, I have always assumed that there is a joke in there from uh, uh, Kelly. Oh, I, we should be, we should be, we were talking about this before. We should be up front. We are recording this episode before we record the season three. 210 and, and 301. And, and 301. So we're slightly out of order. The only reason I bring that up is because uh, we haven't yet talked about Sam, like the introduction of Sam Richardson yeah. uh, to the world. So uh, the woman that plays Kelly, uh, whose name is Dana Powell. So yeah. Dana Powell uh, plays Kelly. Mm-hmm. She's fantastic. She has one of my favorite jokes of all time, which is that everybody is kind of gathered around and they're talk at the Veeps uh, uh, campaign office, the little shadow campaign office. Mm-hmm. And they're like, um, when they're like, okay, well, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? She says, well, I, I have a suggestion. And then they're like, okay, what is it? And she goes, well, as a Christian. And everybody immediately <laughs> goes, no, no. And they just shut it down. And I always loved that joke. And I always just assumed that it was in the show. It never made the cut. I don't think it made the She's cut. She's in other episodes. Yeah, Sam and Dana both come back in the finale, but I don't think they would have been talking about it. was very much a what do we do about abortion oh, right. conversation. Oh, so I've always loved that joke. But I mean, like, even going through some of the scenes, I am like, I feel like, and look, I I loved I I love this job. I loved I love every part of it. What I, job? Being a host of a podcast? Uh, no, Veep. Oh, sorry. I could take or leave being the host of a okay. podcast. Okay. Um, the, yeah, you came in really. I was like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, okay. I mean, it's fun. <laughs> it is fun. I appreciate. I do appreciate doing it, and it's fun to see everyone. Go no, ahead. I mean, it has been. It is no, but it's, it was a life-changing it. acting job for both of us in many ways. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. So, but this is an episode that I feel like this might be one of the episodes where like the chaos of our production production like uh resulted in an episode that can be a little bit disjointed does that make sense Mm -hmm. okay so i Mm -hmm. just wanted to throw that out there i'm gonna just go through some bullet points here. yeah go through i already covered the the sweater which we introduced later that is true that is the most important thing that happened is that jonah has a sweater that i ultimately stole from the wardrobe truck yeah. And wore so much, including after the show wrapped, like after like our last day on set, I drove home and the next day I was very depressed and I was very sad. And I just kind of like wrapped myself up in it. Like I was wearing his, I was wearing his sweater. It's very comforting, huh? Very comforting. And it was like Christmas time. So it was a little chilly in LA. You know what I mean? Uh, I was just kind of like wrapped in that sweater. And here's the thing. If nobody finds the sweater, this is exactly what everybody tuned in for. They want to hear about the sweater and about my if there are no accidents, 
That well, sweater your parents was stolen. Are, your parents are big fans, so it's at least for an audience of two, this story. At least for an audience of two. They want to know how their son's doing. I don't think my mom's ever listened to this yet. <laughs> we'll have to ever? get her. I'll get her on the show. I'll get her on the show. I found out over Christmas, my brother-in-law and my sister, uh, my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law, I was like, uh, I was like, oh, we're doing this rewatch show. And they were like, oh, that's cool. And I like brought up something that happened in one of the later episodes. And they were like, what? And they, came, they were like... They didn't finish. No, they haven't watched past season two. Yeah. They like just don't... They were like, yeah, we, had, we just never really got to it. And I'm like, but it's, it's like a really well-respected comedy like that also your family member was in. And they're like, yeah. Anyway, so, uh, so for the audience of two, my parents, I wonder if maybe that sweater getting stolen was a thing. Just basically the world saying... Move on. Rel- move on. Yeah. Move on in a certain way. There are some things like, uh, like yeah. what's his dude? Sometimes you have to let go of childish things. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that was the world saying, let's, you got to let go of childish things. Yeah. And you're also a collector. Oh, uh, definitely. An admitted collector by your wonderfully yes. displayed coins, et cetera. And you're nostalgic. So yes. this is the universe teaching you a lesson that you can't avoid. No. So I, I attach, uh, like, I think like hoarders, I mm-hmm. attach emotions to somewhat meaningless physical objects and then therefore have a hard time parting with them. I wouldn't use the word meaningless, but I know what you're saying. You know what I mean? Or I mean, it's like a scrap of paper. Yeah. You know? Because the sweater's not meaningless. No, the sweater isn't meaningless, but like I just, I put, I put so much onto it. Yeah. 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 So I don't know if I told you, my sister in... Uh... Chicago is super smart business person. She mm-hmm. started a couple of businesses herself, but she always lucks into these super interesting jobs through this site called Indeed. Okay. Like she got a job running an art gallery for this really rich lady in Wicker Park. Then she got a later on because that lady was a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, she got another job. She's going to help set up this indoor farming project that's going to grow like lettuces to distribute to the Chicagoland area fresh. Like vertical, like yeah. vertical in vertical indoor farming. Yeah, she got that job through Indeed. Yeah, that's rad. Isn't man. that rad? That's I, like a cool industry to be in. That's a cool thing to be in because if you were going to tell me like what kind of jobs would be on Indeed, I'd have been like, I don't know, probably like you know an office job that I don't know much about. Yeah. But like if you're telling me there's also vertical farming on there, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. So if you're hiring, you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process, like finding the best vertical farmers. You can find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash V. Offer valid through March 31st. Go to Indeed.com slash Veep to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. Indeed.com slash Veep. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, hey Walshy. Yo. Uh, look, I'm going to straight up tell you I hate running errands. I don't like doing it. Uh, and Stamps.com allows me to take one errand off my plate every single time I need to mail something. Yeah. You can print official postage right from your computer, and I do, which saves me money, which I do, so you can spend less time at the post office and more time making your family happy by sending them things. Totally agree. 
and it saves you time, money, and stress. For more than 20 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. That's a lot. Stamps.com gives you access to all the post office and UPS shipping services that you need right from your computer, and you can get discounts you can't find anywhere else, like up to 40% off USPS rates and 76% off UPS. Yeah, all you need is a computer and a standard printer. No special supplies or equipment. You're up and running in minutes, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. So stop overpaying for shipping with stamps.com. Sign up with promo code VEAT for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale, no long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code VEAP. Hey, everybody, this is Tim just jumping in real quick to say that if you want to ask specific questions, you can leave us a voicemail at castmedia.com slash second in command. And uh, we love getting those questions. So please submit them. Um, I'm worried that people don't know that that's an option. So castmedia.com second in command, ask us a question there about episodes coming up or guests that we might uh, have on. Hey, you guys, this is Matt. I didn't want to interrupt the listen, but this is important. That's why I'm doing it. Please send us questions, submit questions, because we really want to hear from you and we love answering them. It can be about episodes in the past, guests you want to hear on the future episodes. So please send them to castmedia.com slash second in command. And now back to me defending Mike and Tim talking too much. So Richard is uh, bad at his job. I just want to point that out. He's in uh-huh. the office for Selena's shadow campaign. He's not great at it. Right. Wait, is the very first thing that we see, is the very first thing that we see, um, I think it's, yeah, it's uh, it's Gary talking to you on the phone. Yeah, Mike is uh, You're on, on his honeymoon. honeymoon. They're watching Dirty Dozen and Mike called him to tell him that the president might be looking for a bag man and Gary's like, I don't want to be 40 and uh, still, you know, being a bag man, basically. Yeah, so yeah, it yeah. sets up Gary's journey, I think for this season, certainly in the early episodes, that he wants more out of his job or... Yes. You know, Selena obviously doesn't want to give him much more than just cater to my every personal need, but yes. you're not going to give me advice on policy, et cetera. He thinks he has, that he has some more to offer. I love the, uh, we didn't, we either decided that this scene was going to film the night before. It, like we had to switch the thing around and we could not get Jessica St. Clair to Baltimore. So she is fully off screen for this. Like she's just in an ADR booth four months later saying, of course I'm making that face. Like we do not see Jessica St. Clair. Right. Yeah. So that has to be like a a scheduling thing of we had to move this scene up two weeks. Yeah. And is Jessica available? No, she isn't. Well, speaking of bad ADR, Mm -hmm. later when you come to Mike's house, so Jonah comes, so Mm -hmm. Jonah's been fired. And uh, first he had West Wing Man, his blog, right? Mm -hmm. And now you have Ryantology, another website that you've started, right? Yes. And you're trying to fish for facts, but also offering Mike, I think it's a sincere offer to offer Mike a job, right? Yeah. Or is it just fishing for facts? I think we're going to... I think I... here's, Here's where I think... I think it's fishing for facts, but I think it's also... Maybe it was my understanding of how this episode went, or maybe there are things cut out to get this episode to length because it skips very quickly from, I have started a... Website. I have started a consulting Oh, right, firm, right. And then it goes straight to 
direct-to-camera, like, gossip blogging. And I feel like there was a piece of connective tissue in between those two things where Jonah is kind of coming to you, like, hat in hand. Like, I actually do need to, like, start building up a stable. I yeah. I, or maybe I just read this all wrong and that maybe I just read this all wrong. No, maybe I, think there I did was a bad more, job. No, no, no. I think there was more... I think it's a sincere... I read it as a sincere offer. And I think there was yeah. more material that did get excised from the final cut because there's an ADR line where Mike says, oh, that's a terrible business model. I'm out. And I think they put it in right at the end of the foosball table when I'm playing with my son, my stepsons. Yeah. And I think they wanted it very clear that Mike was not accepting the offer. Yes. And I think there was more scene on the other side of that comment that they just cut out. I think there was a longer conversation yes. at the foosball table. I think we might have even like, I think she might have brought in beers. I think Wendy yeah. might have brought in beers and then we actually transition and sit separate down. separate scene, yeah. There's like a whole separate scene that gets cut out and they just replace with, yeah, that doesn't sound good, I'm out. Yeah. And so I think this is like, this is like an example of like where, like where I think maybe the chaos of our production like kind of bites us a little bit. Is that like stuff? I mean, ultimately, it's still a funny episode. But like, even 100%. as I'm reading the bullet points, if you're not watching this pod, if you're not watching the video cast, which is a term that doesn't exist, uh, if is that I'm looking at some of the bullet points and I'm like, that's what that scene's about. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and I feel like this is an episode that had a lot of those. Yeah, uh, for example, yeah, for example, that one. So yeah, so then after that, so oh you're oh you're sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, only because I laugh every time I hear it. You are eating chips from bowls perched on each other's bellies. Yes, love it. Yeah, that's I really absolutely on. love it. So then they go to her, uh, they're at her campaign office, mm -hmm. and uh, Selena's disappointed, and Richard's there from Iowa, which was not the plan. Mm -hmm. And then they have to go on a boat. The boat does feel like a lark or like a very tangential. Sort of. Uh, yes. And I feel like they shot a whole night in the harbor. Like, we were not in that scene. No, we were not. But I feel like the team came back from a very long, like, midnight shoot. They had a very long overnight shoot on yes. that boat. It was very cold. And very cold, yes. It was very cold. Baltimore Harbor in the middle of the night in March, which, you know, East Coast in the in March, like, you're, you know, it could be 70 or it could be... 29 yeah. i think it ended up being 29 at that uh at that uh shadow campaign office uh we do so we meet kelly there there's a couple like amazing moments uh i love and it always makes me laugh when she's like it begins here in this polish dungeon <laughs> yeah i don't know what that means i think it just means like this room is the shittiest room that any of us have ever seen like it okay. is just like an exceptional level of hell in the way that only like a polish dungeon could be okay um uh then there is also i, I mean like truly kelly dana powell has a couple of my favorite moments. Uh, I laughed so hard when she does the thing where she can't remember Kelly's name. Oh yeah, starts with the K. And it starts with the K, and she's like, "Just yeah. tell me, just tell yeah. me." This is like a great example of putting a really nice person next to the worst possible person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and just like the 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 funny that's gonna that's gonna come out from that. Yeah, and Richard is not good at his job. Again, at all, no. But he's very nice, and he does not get eaten up by Selena's negative energy. 
Power blackouts. They happen every year. But guess what, blackouts? You've met your match. Say hello to Goal Zero, the leader in affordable home power backup systems and solar generators. Goal Zero's generators power your fridge, freezer, lights, Wi-Fi, TV, and more with clean power. Their home backup systems, like the Yeti 3000X, have no fuel, no fumes, no noise, and no maintenance. Just good, clean energy that keeps your home up and running. They offer a range of products and affordable price points, from power stations that can provide a half day's worth of power, to solar generators and home backup systems that can keep you powered for one, two, or three days. Plus, they're all portable, so you can take your power with you when you go camping, tailgating, and more. So yeah, take that, blackouts. Our power is here to stay. Have peace of mind when blackouts hit. Go to GoalZero.com to learn more. Oh, there are a couple moments in there where Tony tries to, like, offer... Um, oh, I wanted to say, you said you had a good line. Jonah says, I'm going to be taking from the powerful and giving to the pitiful. <laughs> that is very good. I think that's the mission statement of Rientology. <laughs> yeah, I think that's so. That's a great one. She also says a great one about Gary and Kent. She's like, I can't listen to Betty Davis bitch about Joan Crawford anymore. Which I didn't really get until recently because of that show Feud. Yeah. I still have not seen the show. I just understand that those two didn't like one another. Fantastic. It's a great line. Yeah. So in one of these first, uh, in one of these campaign office, uh, there is, she says something like, uh, blah, 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 E.G. me. E.G. being short for ergo. I actually, but then it made me think, I still don't know if you're supposed to say re or re if you're saying regarding, the abbreviation oh. for regarding. And then you say re to sort of mimic what she does with EG, but I don't think either one of them is particularly correct. Do you, do you Arvin, Arvin's starting to Google. Arvin is furiously Googling. He's on it this. today. How do you, it's sort of like, do you say re or do you say re? Like regarding, and also, it would you say eg or would you say ergo? Yeah, this EG is exactly what seem, everybody's coming. Yeah, this for. is good. Dead this air. is what everybody's coming. Yeah. For. Um, all I have in this note here is says this pile of ass. Do you know what that is? No. Is she describing so, the campaign office again? It might be. Uh, so, so they, yeah. So they do the drug boat. They don't oh, get yeah. a drug boat, but they just get a bunch of swords. They and just it's get funny, a bunch of swords. She's yelling and. She's hoping the guy has drugs, right? She, oh yeah, the the <laughs> drugs stop here. She has to do yeah. like a couple versions yeah. of her, but then that phone, th that camera doesn't, doesn't have, have video, video, and Kelly hasn't told her. Do you remember rehearsing that? I remember in rehearsals in New York, uh, which I don't remember. You don't remember? It was uh, season three rehearsals pre-shooting. We mm -hmm. all went to New York. Um, I started New York smoking. Mm. Uh, and ended up getting real sick. Oof. So, yeah. Uh, I got hypnotized yesterday to quit, How'd it go? To quit chewing tobacco. Knock How'd it on go? Wood. Good. Not, yeah. Very effective. Any desire to do it today? No, but I, I am sweating out the nicotine, and uh, she recommends doing saunas and drinking lots of water. Okay. But I'll keep it. I think it's good, though. I think it's going right, to help. Cool. So Hypnotized over Zoom. How about that? That can't be possible. It is. It, hypnotism is your choice, obviously. You're giving okay. power over to someone or yeah. to a process. Yeah. So you believe in the witch doctor, mm -hmm. the witch doctor can cure you. Okay. I believe in that moment, I'm done chewing tobacco. It's too much. I can't. I don't want to be like 10 years down the road losing my teeth like an idiot. 
I can't, I can't do it. I've tried to be hypnotized. I can't do it. Like the guy that like comes to your college and makes your friend dance with a broom. Well, that's you think different. It's a lady, no, this is but, a one-on-one session. This is like, well, not no, for I'm not saying, but I'm just saying like, I'm, I went up and I, they were, he was like, you know, he like picks out people who were willing to yeah. go because he's like, okay, can you move your hands apart? If you can move your hands apart, he's like, yeah, get back in the audience. You're going to make me look like a dummy. But those people want to be hypnotized. Yeah, exactly. I want to be hypnotized. Well, I, I want to be hypnotized, but I don't think I'm willing. Yeah. This is what everybody came for. Yeah. So, um, Wait, where did that come from? Uh, oh, New York smoking. New York smoking. When we rehearsed this scene, I played the guy in the boat. And uh, oh. I feel like the bit there, uh, the, the bit where he's like, I voted for you. <laughs> uh, came from rehearsal? I think that came from rehearsals oh. because I just kept saying, I think I was like, I think I was like, I voted for you. Oh, I love you. But I don't know, the taxes. Like, I just kept trying to bring up policies. And I do love that it really just got whittled down to she's like, thank you, but now you have to go to prison. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so they just get a bunch of swords. Dan has been throwing up the whole time. Um, While that happens, uh, POTUS has spoken off the cuff about abortion. Right. He announced that he's now pro-life during an after-dinner speech at the Institute of Medical Ethics. Yes. That breaks on the boat, so she thinks he's doing it to screw her. Mm -hmm. We got to get back, get Mike to get off his honeymoon or get off his wife, as Amy says, Mm -hmm. and bring him to the office. And in this, so like everybody, so Amy is like kind of saying some of the things that are happening. There's a good moment where she's like, uh, uh, he, everybody's calling him Protus, which is stupid because both pro because the, they both begin with pro like pro choice and pro life both begin with it. Everybody's calling him protus. This is so stupid. Yeah. Um, there's a great moment where Dan and Amy both say, uh, uh, we have to turn this boat around and Amy's really mad. And Dan just kind of like busts out and he's about to throw up. He's like, we're going to turn this boat around. <laughs> oh, this is also, this is again, related to related to, Jonah's consulting firm mm-hmm. that kind of takes a hard turn quickly into Ryanology gossip team and direct to camera vlogging. You have the beginnings, the sowing the seeds of Dan being stressed out, yes. which I haven't watched the later episodes, but I think they kind of come to a head with a panic attack in London. You see yes. them a little bit in episode 301. This is like foreshadowing yes. of Dan, the stress of the job getting the getting, worst of Dan. Yes. And him being much more emotionally vulnerable uh, and a liability at times, obviously. Yes. For for her. And he's got this moment in the thing where he's, and I kind of liked it in this, in going back to it, I kind of liked it when he was like, there are two options. You have to pick a fucking door. Like, I don't think he communicates it well. Yeah. But this entire episode probably would have been avoided if she had just listened to him in that moment, he didn't do a great job communicating it. He's getting too emotional. He's getting too angry mm-hmm. and it sounds bad, but he's like, you have two doors. There isn't a fucking, there isn't a third option. You can't go up and test the handles. You just have to pick a fucking door. Mm-hmm. The weeks don't matter. And, and I did, I liked that moment. Uh, I liked that moment from him that also, it, uh, but I think in that we've like lost a bunch of scenes in an edit that 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 arc of of Dan being uh, of Dan be kind of getting a little bit 
unmoored probably is a little smoother if if like 30 pages of other scenes are still in the episode. Does yeah, that make I sense? Think, yeah, and I think you have to buy that he's so ambitious that yes. they just went on the roller coaster of like, I'm not running in two years. Mm-hmm. POTUS is stepping down. I am running. No, I'm not running. And then he jumped in with Chung and then mm-hmm. he got off with Chung. And so, and also the whole second season, it's him and, and Amy. And Amy going out. Lining up yes. their careers going, is this what we want? Yeah. She's a toxic candidate. Even if she did go for president, do you really think she has what it, you know, like. Yeah. So it's been made clear that he's saddled himself uh, and his career to perhaps a flawed candidate. Yes. But he's in it to win. You know, he's got to stay with it. And he is, he's putting a lot of pressure on himself. Like this, this thing that's established in 301 is that. Amy and Dan are in direct competition for or campaign they think manager. They are yeah. direct in direct competition. They don't know that she's talking to Bill Ericks. Yeah. So they are in direct competition for that. Yeah. And and the stress that that's putting on him starts to put starts to go there. Oh, that reminds me that when we were in the rehearsals for this episode. As far as I know, and we'll talk to maybe this will be a question that we ask. Where our, were we in New York when we rehearsed? The four seasons, man. Come on. Were we? Yeah, we were in like, okay. you know, four seasons. I don't remember. Wow. What, what are you talking I about? I blocked it all out. That's interesting. I think that one was kind of a short one. I think we hit it hard. We hit it hard. We saw a bunch, we saw a bunch of plays, went out to a lot of dinners, stayed out late. I think I got, I think I, I mean, I think I got mono or something. No, I didn't get mono. I just got sick because I think I just hit it too hard. Yeah. I like got off the plane. I like hit the ground running. You know yeah. what I mean? New York's um, a very fun city. It's a very fun city and it got the best of me by the time I left. So I, I, from what I remember, this was one of those times where the English writers, the UK writers had to like, had to rely a lot on the input from us, uh, from the Americans. Uh, because as far as I understand, like abortion's a fucking settled thing over there. Mm-hmm. Like they don't really, they're not really having that argument anymore mm-hmm. in, in some sort of large scale political uh, mm-hmm. idea. So like they, I think they rightfully thought it was fucking silly that, that we were still talking about this. And this is then when we first started making this show and I was rewatching the West, the West Wing. We also do a West Wing, West Wing uh, rewatch pod, you and I. Yeah, uh, at Earwolf. So if you guys want to check out Earwolf, uh, Colin, uh, hey Colin, I don't know if you've ever heard of Earwolf. Um, uh, we will shut that show down, Colin. If there starts to appear Boba, Boba, every, every recording, uh, we will cancel our Earwolf uh, West Wing podcast. And we understand that Boba this seems is like not a, a great empty threat because none of them have aired yet. But just trust us. We've just banked about us. ten West Wing podcast episodes already, but we will shut it down. If uh, Arvin gets a company credit card and we have Boba's and waiting have- every time we walk into the studio. And a couple things. Why do you think it's been so hard to schedule these episodes? It's not because I'm working. It's no. because we're doing some West Wing yeah. recaps. Yeah. And I know that Boba has a, a terrible mouth sound for a podcast. I know that. Yeah. But you know what? Colin, we want fucking Boba. So, so I wait, was re- New York yes. rehearsals. This is an episode that was shot in March of... 2013. I'm just trying to help my memory here. Okay, March 2013. And we probably rehearsed when? This summer before? This would have been the summer. We were rehearsing the summer before. We had a huge break, right? 
in the we middle were, of we all were, this? We were not. We weren't shooting this in March. We weren't shooting this in March, Arvin. Oh my God, you found flawed uh, material. I got, okay, so here's the thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break down a couple timelines. I'm going to fucking Help actually, me, because okay. I have a memory tied to, to a New York rehearsal. Yes. Which was a big moment in my life. My father was sick and dying. That was, it was that. Between two and three? Yes. And I was going home and Anna- We were all at the Delta Lounge together. Yeah, and Anna found out she was pregnant also at the end of our, uh, yes. like our final dinner. Yeah. Spoiler alert. I think. Anna has a- baby or maybe she had her did she have her baby before this no i think she's pregnant in this season she's pregnant in this season it was was september thank you of yes it was september of of 2013 2013. (laughs) oh he changed it the 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 cursor is blinking on the word document where he has edited but it didn't air i don't it it was shot it was filmed in 2013 september and then it aired in september 2013 as if we fucking recorded it oh yeah no guys it was always you are living two lives you are chasing your musical theater career and phoning in it uh, aired production hey do you think of what year 23rd uh no 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 2014 yeah 20 uh 2014 it would have yeah we always filmed in the fall we always aired in the spring so here's uh, uh here are a couple timeline things we did rehearse in new york over the summer because i was working on a movie that I was really excited about, but I had to miss it, but it would require me to miss a couple days of rehearsal. And I was like, I don't think that's, I don't, I mean, like, I was still like, again, I'm still like brand new at that point. And I was like, well, I don't want to do anything that is going to upset the Veep crew Mm -hmm. because like, I just don't want to, like, I just love that and I'm whatever. And so I was like so stressed out about it for weeks and weeks and weeks. And I think they were like, hey, Tim's going to miss like Monday and Tuesday, uh, but he'll f- fly in and he'll be there for Wednesday. And they were like, okay. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I was so stressed out about it. So that was, so then anyway, that movie shot in during the summer of 2013. And this was the reporter one who k- took their own life? No, that what was, movie? no, that was Inherent Vice. So it was, it was the Paul Thomas okay. Anderson Sorry. one. So PTA. that's why I was like, I really, like, obviously, like I really sure. wanted that one to work out. Sure, go ahead. Um, but when we were having this conversation about abortion and it kind of being a settled thing in the UK, even at that time, which we are now realizing is the summer, Arvin, of uh, 2013, I was re-watching The West Wing and was marveling at how all the conversations that, all the issues that we were dealing with in our day-to-day political lives, not as actors or whatever, just like our day-to-day issues in 2013 were exactly the fucking same as the ones that they were dealing with on every episode of The West Wing in 2002. It had it been mm-hmm. 10 years and we hadn't solved anything and we hadn't even moved an inch on the arguments back and forth. So this was 10 years later. And then re-watching this today or last night, we're now 10 years in the future from when we filmed Myers this. in the same conversation. And we're in the same fucking conversation. Yeah. I don't understand true... And frankly, we are probably even worse off than we were 10 years ago. If you look at the stuff that's going on like in, uh, uh, in Georgia or in Texas or in uh, Mississippi, like we might have even have even taken some steps back. And mm-hmm. so... Like the UK's a fucking, they have a queen. They have a, they're a fucking 
monarchy. And somehow they are more progressive on this issue than us. So anyway, mm-hmm. I was just remembering that, that like the, that the, um, I mean, they're like a, they're a church state. Like mm-hmm. they are, they have an official religion, right? Like they are mm-hmm. like a, they're a Anglican religion. Yeah. yeah they they, so like, I have no idea how, how like they, they are somehow like further along on this issue with seemingly much larger barriers to it being solved. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. Although in this, in relation to this episode, mm-hmm. much of the focus is just on our position. It's not a substantial conversation about what it means to terminate yes. a fetus. It's just about the politics of it, which is a perfect, once we get into that stuff, it's mm-hmm. perfect for Veep because she says offhandedly, like if men had to get abortions, they could get them at an ATM. Yes. Or let's let's all admit that this is like this issue is about women who won't have access. You know, yes. Basically, poor women who won't have access to these services. Uh, there, but she says it offhandedly, like that's how she feels. But that's never going to be the never, conversation. Yes. She is trying to not be too feminist, quite honestly, mm-hmm. because she'll lose that, and she's positioning herself. So it's it's really that's how they see it. I'm, it, when you in terms of the British people, like because they have you know they have abortion and it's not an issue. The writers, I'm sure, see this as like you guys don't even have real conversations about it. Like it's an interesting take on it. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? No, absolutely. Your politicians aren't having a substantial conversation about any of this. They're just sort of like saying buzzwords to keep their base in line and amass enough people that they can hold power. Like they are trying in a way to just sort of like matrix bullet time dodge actually saying anything until people move on to something else. Yeah. And there's like this thing of where the only times that you really see Selena say something very specific about, you know, like the abortions at an ATM. I do remember that being like Julia having a, a voice in that being like, I do think it's fine. I mean, like, obviously like I, it's funny in that it's like something she says in the episode of being like, as a woman, I don't want to say the phrase as a woman, but I, I do remember Julia being very vocal about saying about the conversation with arm and with Simon, who obviously are men about like, if you are a woman in this circumstance and you are in power, the behind the scene conversation will 100% include that get out of my fucking snatch. Like, you know what I mean? Like she, I think she did fight for that because Mm -hmm. even if you're not saying it publicly, you would still talk about it privately. Right. And so I do like like those things. Like I've always watched that scene and thought about that's much more Julia than it is Selena, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, at least from my memory of Or it. she's just making sure it's colored with that as yes. well. It's yeah. not, it just doesn't live in this public, you know, presentation of yeah. like, you know, it's basically finding out where does she really stand, isn't yeah. it? And she and, makes sure that that's in there. Yeah. And maybe this goes along to this whole conversation we've had about how we're still fucking fighting this out somehow. Yeah. Is that there is like a great moment where right at the beginning, she's like, ah, I figured it out. Here's the wording of the sentence that is going to solve it. And she actually gets like halfway through the sentence and a couple words past the comma. And then it just falls apart. And it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, no, that's not going to work. Because again, like it was, I kind of like that. There's like the entire American argument about abortion rights. Yeah. In in like one thing, like you're almost there. You're almost, we're so close to saying this, the thing that gets everybody on board. Yeah. 
And it's like, oh, fuck, no, that, that one doesn't work. I feel like I just had it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's like the Middle East peace crisis. Like I'm going to go, you know, going into, I think this is kind of like that other episode, like the, the first response episode. I was like, I wasn't sure if I was going to like really be able to like dig into this one very much. Were we really getting in there? Because I don't even, I have another thing that I want to bring up from that episode of you guys, or sorry, from this scene. The movie theater? Uh, not in the, I want to talk about the movie theater at okay. the basement. We but saw, what's the other thing? We <laughs> saw Gravity there. We saw Anchorman 2. Yeah. I remember leaving Anchorman Ender's 2. Ender's Game, but not in this year. I don't know what the sequence of time. I, I saw everything that was there. I mean, any day all, off? Any day off, any I would day go downstairs we would just and see like a movie. All of them. Yeah. We saw every single movie that played, even yeah. if we didn't want to see it. It was just at a certain point you had. Being, but, being in mid-production on Veep, when it was at its most chaotic and you were mm -hmm. kind of on hold, like you didn't know your schedule and your life was like yes. in that hotel and the Whole Foods, I often felt like I was on an off, some distant moon of Jupiter mm -hmm. living in a mining colony and I would play squash and watch movies <laughs> and never go outside except to maybe cross through the hydrogen sulfur air <laughs> to the food commissary and then come back and get ready to and be on call in case we had to do some more mining. I mean, every time I did anything... It was such a bubble. It was. And every time we did anything during the day, I always had my phone on me because every once in a while, you'd just get a phone call to be like, hey, we forgot you're yeah. in this. And, and we also like, can you get to Columbia, Maryland in the next 15 minutes? And I'm like, that's 30 minutes away. <laughs> like, no, I, I can't. And we also befriended the wonderful Michael Kelly, who you, I think you met at the yes, squash courts, yeah, yeah. but that's off topic. But I want to say, because I mm -hmm. do, and I won't get maudlin, but when we Hold went that from, thought real quick. Arvin, yeah. I don't care if this episode is two hours long. You're All leaving right. in every fucking moment I have this, to get my son from soccer at some point, but oh, okay. we'll, we'll figure it out. I just want to say, like, because we were between two and three, and it helps contextualize when you said, no, Arvin, it was September... The, the clear memory of me at the Delta thing, my dad's health was failing. I had to go back to Chicago. Yes, yeah. I just want to mark this moment in my journey inside the show is all I'm doing here. So I'm like, I don't know what to do with my luggage. Gary Cole's like, well, I'll get it home. I'll get it home for you. Like, he's just so practical and he's yes. that guy. He's so wonderfully like, I'll be there for you. Don't worry about your luggage. Yeah. <laughs> so he did that. And then God bless HBO because they had a flight for me to get me to Chicago. So it's wonderful. And then I remember flying to Chicago because I was pretty sure he'd had some battles. Yeah. And I was pretty sure this might be one of the last conversations we had. And I had like 24, 48 hours with my dad. And I had all this like movie moment, like my dad's going to like pull out some secret diary and give me something. Or he's going to be like, you know what? I never told you. And some family secret's going to come up or like, here's the thing about life. And uh -huh. then he's going to give the kernel to me that I'll take with me. Nothing. It was just literally like <laughs> shooting the shit. Of course, I said, I love you. And he said, I love, I, he probably said, I oh, love yeah. you. I don't know if he did. He wasn't that guy, but we loved each other. And we just told jokes, but it's so funny. Your impression of like this moment to a significant figure, you think you know how it's going to play. And it's just like, for whatever reason, that's how we played it. So anyways, I just want to put that out there. Well, no, I mean, like I do, I remember that very clearly. It was you, uh, you, Gary, Reed, and I yeah. all sitting up yeah. in that lounge. And we were just talking, we were talking about just like whatever. And you were like, ah, I, it just, it won't fit in my car, Walsh. I'd love to help you out, but I can't get all yes. your bags and my bags and my, and my golf clubs and the sweater. And like, my assistant. I, you know I like, do it. I have like an assistant that I travel with. And Reed was definitely just on his phone and just avoided the conversation because yes. that's how Reed would have played it. 
<laughs> he was like, he was clearly trying to signal someone who worked there, like as if to say, "Ma'am, I don't, I don't. This ma'am is bothering me. Can I get a breakfast burrito? Can I get I a breakfast? I don't know if you work for the airline down the line, but that you were just like we were having what I remember to be like a somewhat meaningless conversation. And then I just know, like you never really think this is how this information is going to be delivered. But I remember you just being like, "Guys, I got to go. I think my dad's gonna die." Yeah, and you just had to stand up. And like I do, it was I, that fast. Yeah, it was. It was my that sister fast. had called, and yes. it was like this is it. And, and anyways, we, and we definitely, I do remember we. we but you, I do remember you not offering to help with the bags. <laughs> like you were kind of like I got one carry on and two check bags, and the car I have at the airport. And Gary Cole was instantly, no, oh, don't worry about. It. I'll get them there. Just, uh, we'll oh, yeah. figure it out later. <laughs> And Reed had already gone to the food court <laughs> and his back was turned to me. Anyways. Uh, he was just, he was using the carrot as a shovel for a hummus. He was like, I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know, some bullshit. Um, all right. So, oh, so we're in this scene where <laughs> there's just like where there you've got the, the days of the week up on the whiteboard. Yeah. The days of the week are up on the whiteboard. I want to throw this out here. The fruit bit. Yeah. I, is something I'm very proud of because I pitched that in the uh, right in, in the room in the rehearsal room. Yeah, because uh, I think our kids by that point were like maybe two, and so I was like kind of remembering the pregnancy, and we would always get these emails uh, from you know whatever pregnancy.com. I don't mm-hmm. know the nest, no, mm-hmm. the womb. I don't know what it was called. Your fetus it's, is now the size of a grape. Your yes, fetus your is fetus now the is size, now the of, size a of a lemon uh, of a of a blooming onion or whatever. Yeah. And I brought that I up. That's a trademarked item by uh, Outback Steakhouse. I don't think they would say your fetus is the size like, of a blooming onion because they would need the permission of Outback Steakhouse. I think I was trying to say summer squash. And your I fe- just said, Your fetus is the size of the new quarter pounder at McDonald's. <laughs> like, <laughs> so they just Your fetus is the size so, of two moons over my hammy, which are now $5.99 <laughs> just, at Denny's. So I had thrown that out. And I feel like it, like I had a moment of almost like writerly pride. It was the first moment that I had ever had like that, where something that I was like a scene I was not involved in, I pitched a bit and it made it all the way through. It made it all the way through to being seen on television. That felt good. Yeah. And you have a great moment when you come in, you're like, oh, you know what I was thinking? We should get all the day, we should get all the weeks written up on the board. And you're like, oh, Oh, good job. (laughs) Oh, good job. Yeah. That's kind of comedy gold too. Like you can have someone come in late and describe what's already happened. Because he, he did that on the phone call where they're trying to get Selena's quote on abortion from her book. And Ben finds it and says, page 135, and somebody reads it. And then Mike goes, okay, I got it. And yeah. he proceeds to read it again. <laughs> we got it, we got it. Like, that's pretty much sound comedy. I'll also say that this episode lives in the Eisenhower like no other. Like, there's something like, we go away to Matt, we see Maddox. Maddox has a pop-in mm-hmm. during this episode. And we see like, He's, uh, well, I'm a Christian, you know, and yeah. you know what I'm going to say. Not gonna, and his, yeah. his, his sort of... I'm begging you to keep religion out of this. Yeah, his chief of staff is encouraging him that. And that's sort of like another moment, much like the the drug boat that doesn't quite... Yes. Doesn't hold or something. It feels yeah. like a little chaotic, but it, it keeps him alive, which he's obviously great. So in, and uh, uh, there is, I have it in my notes. Oh, it, so a lot's happening uh, in that, like in in that scene where they have all the stuff on the whiteboard, this is before we get any of the the people in. Yeah. Um. 
that Selena, one of my one of my biggest memories of the character of Selena is sort of later Selena, who is a woman who hates women. Mm-hmm. And that was like a lot of comedy was mined from that, like how much Selena Meyer herself dislikes women. Mm-hmm. But we haven't really seen it. And in fact, up until now, up until I feel like I just want to mark this point, this might be the moment where we start seeing more of that because she references it specifically. Like, you know, it's like, you know, the only people that, the only people that hate, because men hate that, men don't want to hear it. And also women who hate women don't want to hear you saying as a woman. And that's most women. Am I right, Amy? Am I right, Amy? She says it as if it's not her. Yeah. And I feel like that might, maybe that's like the seed that gets planted right there for this future of Selena hating of Selena being a woman who hates women. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to point that out. That is, uh, you're right. That is that is a noteworthy moment in her development. Also then Dan super freaks out and melts down. Which is a foreshadowing of him busting up in later episodes. Yes. He can't handle the stress. He can't yeah. handle the stress of it. And I guess we were talking about this before, and this might be some of the connective tissue as to what set Dan off. To shove a burrito in Jonah's face later? shoving a burrito in Jonah's face so that we have like that Jonah has leaked the, Jonah has leaked the office news that she has like the shadow office. You gave him that little tidbit. Mm -hmm. And then you have the, uh, and then you have the thing where he's now leaked that the Planned Parenthood is going to be meeting with the Veep overnight. So I'm kind of like off on this other little island uh, blowing up their 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 subterfuge, basically. And I think mm-hmm. that's the thing that is frustrating Dan. I'm yeah. not exactly sure if that connects fully. Yeah. Uh, and you know also, I mean? yeah, I agree with you. Like, it, it it's a stretch, but, about, you know, obviously it works. But the other thing is, POTUS hasn't officially announced he's stepping down yet either, has he? No, he has. He has. He has. That that happens. This is because we're because we're recording out of sequence. Out of sequence that it has to be moved up. It's been like two months. It's since moved up at the end of episode one or it, something. Yes, at the end of episode one, because Jonah does that thing where he posts the thing, which means that they have to move up the announcement of oh, him the wedding? Not running to today. Yeah, got it. Okay, so that happens in episode one, and that's another reason why Dan is annoyed the seeds of that are planted in the wedding because Jonah takes a picture of everyone digging for their phones. Yes. And Dan's like, did you just fucking post yes. that? So there is an annoyance of Jonah's media career. And I feel like I'm always defending it, but this is sort of what was happening. Like, obviously it's rather common to have a little blog site mm-hmm. become a much bigger deal or for a guy like Jonah to get on uh, MSNBC mm-hmm. or to get on like uh, Face the Nation or whatever type show he was sitting down at. But this is the new media stuff that Veep in the early seasons does well and and was authentic to the moment. Like yes. was rather cutting edge. Like Jonah was a dummy who lost his position because he posted something on West Wing Man, which was very light infotainment. Uh, yeah. And then now he's all of a sudden he's a pundit and he can break like Drudge Report kind of stuff. Yeah. And he's instantly at a level playing field with some of these other outlets. And that was brand new stuff. It was. Yeah. I remember when we were shooting that first 
scene. And I guess it was like the reason that there are like, there's like the, the there's the computer camera, there's like the straight into this one. Yeah. And then I just remember like from videos that were going around at that time, this is very much of an a, a, of the moment thing. I'd be like right into that camera there. And then everybody would always have like a camera that they would look to over there. You know what I mean? They'd be mm-hmm. here and then they'd be here and then they'd be here. And that's why I had that other, I actually did request that. I was like, can I play to two cameras? Because I always see this, like they're always finding ways to like edit. You're taking them. a lot of small victory laps in this episode. I came up with this. I, mean, I came like, up look, with that. I this mean, was my idea. I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to. I told I'm him not, to use a I'm whiteboard. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to lie. I, yeah. I'm I usually back lie. off that stuff because it doesn't look well if you go too far into that. But look, when Armando and I were sitting around tossing out like just the first seeds <laughs> of, of this show. Of this show and about like, you know, like what people were going to be cast and like what, you know, like what yeah. crazy characters we were going to see. Yeah. Um, I I remember at one point during the scene, the Pooh York Times yeah. was not involved. And Arm, like it was like, you know, the Washington Toast and then something else. And he gleefully like jumped, York. jumped around the corner from Video Village into the living room to like delight in the fact that he was like, he was so excited, excited about to York. tell me, I want you to say Poo York Times. <laughs> like the joke it's itself so yeah. is nowhere near as funny as how excited Armando was to put it in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was just like another great moment between Armando and I. You know what I mean? <laughs> you probably wrote it. I mean, I you probably like, came up with Poo York Times and then just decided to give Arm credit. I mean, I, I mean, like, look, I did. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, let's see, I just all my notes are like, oh, I pitched this bit. I so Jonah's out bit. there getting uh, oh, offers yeah. from news sites. Yeah, Dan gets sent home. Yeah, and then uh, Cardinal Branzini, which later comes up. Branzini waits for no man. Is that Branzini or Branzino? Branzino. Branzino. But I'm just pointing Again, out. Maybe this is the we seed. We have this thing that these things come back in the yes. ether. Maybe and this cr- is the seed that's plants that <gasps> plants uh, for Branzino waits for, for no man. man. Yeah. Um, this pile of ass. I just want to bring up that note again. Uh, oh, I like that when you come in and you point to the board and you're like, uh, oh, you know what we should do? We should put all the weeks up on a whiteboard. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, good job. That the first thing you do is you go right for the fruit. Yeah. <laughs> Gary stops you, <laughs> which I think it. is ultimately eaten by the by the cardinal. Yeah, he eats in. an early fetus. He eats like a grape or something. Yeah. Um, the uh, 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 the dude that plays the cardinal can't remember his name, but he was one of the cops on the wire. Oh, the ball, like local Baltimore guy. If we want to, if we want a shout out, good call. Yeah, let's throw a shout out there, Michael Salconi. Yeah, there we go. Michael Salcone. Well done. Well done. Um, a big fan of his from The Wire. Uh, a couple really good lines here from the writers that I probably, you know, I don't know. You might probably have something given them. that I like mentioned offhand. They were like, I'm going to steal that. Mm-hmm. Um, is when Ben says he can't just wave his transvaginal wand and make it all go away. Because again, that was of the time. That was a big thing that was happening. Like that, like transvaginal wands were like, you had to give ultrasounds but you know they were like p- passing a bunch of laws in states where it was like you have to be able to give an ultrasound before you have an abortion and mm-hmm. it was a way to like to like you know deter women from having them mm-hmm. um so it's just like a great line and dan saying i like this kind of nihilism 
in a joke when he was like, I would go pro-choice in a fetal fucking heartbeat. Like the nihilism of both that statement and that joke and that character in that moment, I'm a big fan of. I'm yeah. a big fan of. It's just good word. I think he literally says, I'm a I'm an abortionado. I'm, I'm a big fan of abortions. I'm an abortionado. Meanwhile, it's small, but I remember when Kent and Sue started having scenes together. Oh, God, I yes. always remember, even in the table reads, the potential to me was like, oh, God, please have them date. Like, it was just such odd energies. And Sue in this episode says out of nowhere, that man is obsessed with me. And Kent, when Kent leaves, it's so funny. And I also think we reflect on the writers getting the rhythm of Kent. Yes. I think he's really hitting his stride now because he says something like, who knew that Maddox and uh, so-and-so would attack in the middle of the light? I suppose it was their military training. Oh, Chuck. Yes. I suppose It's like very suppose Kent. it was their military training. Because yeah. he comments on something and then he has a logical yes. kind of comedic answer. And I love that even his flirting is sort of like, I appreciate your... Like that first scene where it's kind of clear. Like, Did you change uh, your hair? Have you altered your hair? You altered like, your uh, hair? It's that sort of thing where it's like, that is the weirdest fucking robot yeah. way of asking. And I remember at the table, this is like at the table read, we didn't know where this sort of Kent and Sue thing no. was going to go. No. But Gary, as soon as he started talking to Sue at the table read. Yeah. Again, because Gary's an incredible actor. Yeah. Everybody knew he was hitting on Sue immediately. And I just remember that killing at the table read. Yeah. Fucking killed. Yeah. And that was real excitement. Once they started introducing interactions between those two characters, I think we were all rooting for like, please have this live please on. God please have that happen. get an apartment together. Um, there is, again, like, it's a very oddly paced episode in that all of a sudden now we then have like this this kind of like middle of the night thing where you're bringing in cardinals and there's a great, we were laughing about this scene a lot because it is just sort of like a classic, classic comedy scene where she has to talk on the phone. She's been given the phone, phone by Mike and he doesn't AACP. tell her who she's talking. He gives her the initials, but he's not sure what side of the issue they're on. The American Association for or anti-abortion. And she's like, who am I talking to? And then Amy tries to help. And then Mike and Amy are in both that. We rehearsed this a lot. Yes which was really fun to do. And then they both say, pro-life, pro-choice. At the, same, at the time. same time. And she's just quietly, and the person on the other side of the line is not, they're like, our position hasn't moved an inch. Like they have, yeah. they are giving her nothing. Which again, keeps the episode living in the absurdity of these positions. Yes. Like they yeah. are interchangeable because if you are like 22 and a half weeks versus 23 and a weeks, it's, it's, it's not- It's the same thing. It's not a deep conversation yes. or- attempt to understand like Selena throws aside this is really about uh young poor women who won't have access to this mm -hmm. it's not about that the political energy and all the craziness of politicians like Selena is in this like where's my line how do I say this and keep my base blah 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 it gets very muddled I just want to say I'm glad you're here Okay. No, I'm, I mean this. Uh, that is the way I, I see politics. No, I should like, run I for think office. That that's a Please great tell thing. me to run for office. I just feel you should run for office. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like maybe this episode would have just ended up in like a bunch of anecdotes about all the great things I did. But you just <laughs> brought like some. I think like that's some really amazing insight that you just brought. It really is. I didn't notice it. You brought it, and it's fucking great. Well, I I'm, appreciate you being here as well because. By myself, I wouldn't be able to arrive at that. I need to have your... It is nice. Your the back volley, and forth. The volley. Uh, one time... Arvin, 
So so that your Arvin, hair. I I don't know. I'm lukewarm that your hair. He's. I probably, hope your play is great, but I can't wait till it's over. If you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean the show and the fans can't wait till it's over. But understood. I will. Uh, if there's a live cast recording, we are definitely playing that on the show. <laughs> well, I, I, at some point, I say uh, uh, the Huffington Post hangs up on me. Because I, I like say like I'll I'll come into the Huffington Post for fifty. Tell them I'll do yeah. it for fifty, meaning like fifty thousand dollars for an yeah. appearance fee, and they just hang up. Yeah. And I say something about it should be called Puff Ho because Ariana Huffington is a straight up hoe. And they and do all, nothing but and puff they do pieces. nothing but puff pieces. And then at the at the correspondence dinner, I actually met Ariana Huffington at one point. Really? And I was like, Hey, did you see that episode? And she was like, Yes. And and yeah, she had now. She, what season did we go to the correspondence dinner? I think it would have been the fop. Who was the host? I don't remember. Was it Seth? Keegan Michael Key was one of no. That was the that was the second time I went to the correspondence dinner. Were we there when Obama insulted? Uh, no, Trump? I think we were there. Holy shit! Were we? We might have been there. What year did Obama insult Trump at the White House correspondence dinner? Because we were there, I forget. I sat with uh, uh, twenty eleven. I know. I think we were there. No, we were there after this season, so we were probably there b- 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 around uh, in between three and four. That's my guess. In between okay. three and four. Anyway, uh, it all provides context. Been to the. I've been to the correspondence in a Well, it just times. provides context because it often yes. helps us come up with other memories. We were dressed really. I just remember our suits and just being on point. I remember the sweet hotel we got to stay in. Oh, God, I stayed that place at like, was great. Was it the George Washington or something? I mean, I think it was something like that. Or the but Jeffersonian. I mean, like had a, oh, and the Jeff, yeah, the Jeffersonian or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, this is the one thing that I'll say. Um, I don't derail it too much, but like one thing that's great about Hamilton is that, um, and like I get it, like people are fucking sick of Hamilton. Whatever, it's great. It's really well done. I love that they're like. Thomas Jefferson is still a total piece of shit. Like, you know, they're like providing like historical context, but like even they're just like, yeah, Thomas Jefferson is a piece of shit. So it's just, I don't know. I want to throw that out there. Um, I, I know I he like did a that. bunch. I know he like. I mean, he he has, he's a problematic person, but. I feel like he's more he's than f- problematic. All right. We'll have kind of to, I'll have shit. to do some research and Let's make, do some make research, a case. For, I feel like your research is He's a significant him being architect a of. Some some values that still live on that support shit. All, all sorts um, of people, uh, not just not just white Europeans. Ultimately, we get to Jonah on. Oh no no sorry, we get to Selena on uh, Good Morning America, which yeah. is why she's had to stay up all night. Kent booked her there. Kent books her there. They can't back out. She says the line as a woman, and then she says a bunch of, and of course it cuts to you guys because they know. Like Which, you know that she has sacrificed that 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 line in the sand has been jumped over because she didn't she decide to sacrifice it. Yeah. Um, and then we, Dan outside the and news then Dan studio? outside that this you can definitely tell in this that I was being I that I like I I couldn't stop laughing when he was shoving the burrito in my face, and you can tell that I'm kind of smiling in that scene. It kind of ruins it. Um. So all the maybe all these things, all these nice things that I've been saying are to try to distract people well, from the me, fact that I did a bad job. For me, the hardest thing to believe is like, why would you let someone shove a burrito in your mouth? Like, do you know, know what I mean? That was the hardest thing for me to understand. But it works. It definitely works. And I think that 
I think what there is like, you know, Jonah not in the office. I feel like in this episode, we're still trying to find a Jonah not in the office, a not in the office voice, because I think there's some blunt uh, uh, misogyny that he has mm-hmm. that it, that could have been, that maybe could have been, that wasn't necessarily super, for them maybe is funny, but also is is also maybe a little bit too blunt. Then I feel like we start moving away from that. Like mm-hmm. some of the things like, oh, like when he's talking to Wendy about like, you know, you got her trained really well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like that's sort of like a blunt misogyny that doesn't really work for him. And I feel like that we sort of vagued away from that. Mm-hmm. But, but maybe it was just because we hadn't figured out what Jonah sounds like in his off, in his off hours. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And until I'm going to read this because Arvin, thank you. Uh, thank you, Arvin. You're welcome, Tim. Dan finds Jonah outside of the MSNBC studios and assaults him with a breakfast burrito. He tells Jonah that if he reveals anything about the Veep on air, he'll break Jonah's legs so severely he'll end up in normal height. Rattled by the encounter, Jonah completely falls apart during his segment and is quickly dismissed. I was reading that and I was like, I have no idea. I had no idea that that's why Jonah gets rattled. I, I remember filming that MSNBC scene mm-hmm. and being like, I don't know why I'm being getting rattled. And even as we were watching it, I was like, is that what, is that what Dan says? Is that what he says? All I remember was that he's like, don't tweet your location when people want to fucking kill you. Did you, well, was I that think, your takeaway when you I saw that? I think that is because it is the primary scene the antecedent moment before he gets on air. So I think there is momentum. Wait, what was that word? Antecedent. I didn't. I think that's. I've never heard this word before. I don't know. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Not, Ar- oh my God. He's just living so large off the thank you he just got that he didn't even bother to don't leave compliment Arvin. Now he's going to coast. Yeah. We need, we, need- <laughs> we need to be strong love, tough love, Arvin. A N T E. Yeah. Antecedent. Yeah. Antecedent. What, what does it mean? mean? A thing, a thing or event, event that existed before, before logically precedes another. Oh, yeah, okay. that's sort of correct. I usage. love this word. So, anyways, so yes, it's you would expect that that's the one of the biggest reasons. But I also thought because Jonah is a rookie, like we've obviously seen him lose his job. He mm-hmm. wasn't really good at it. He was just good at big upping himself and mm-hmm. being a nuisance and and showing his ID to people. So now, oh no, he's I'm starting into a to new... see a little Venn diagram overlap between the character and myself today. So now, big upping himself and being a nuisance. Oh, I'm sorry. interesting. I'm sorry. You're not, you haven't been a nuisance, I don't think. Arvin, I'm sorry. But they, uh, so I think part of that is like he's a rookie. Like he thinks like he's always big, like 50k. I'll, I'll only go on for 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's always like propping like he's got game or fronting like he's got game. But I mean, in he's reality, saying that he's gonna yeah. take down like legacy media with yeah. this fucking yeah. shitty website. Yes. So in reality, it makes sense as well that like anybody who's that confident or like blown, completely overblown about their opinion of what they're doing, to see them be timid, there's a logic to that as well. So I think it's a combination of things in my mind as as, as one viewer. I think I just remember even at the time of filming that scene of him not being good on MSNBC, I think it was, and I think, but I mean, maybe it comes, or maybe this is just me I don't know, being too self-critical or whatever, but I I think it's like a little I don't know if ill-defined is the wrong. I don't I don't know if it's I don't know if it's incredibly specific. And I think maybe some of our some of my own confusion or frankly, like again, or like a rookie, like a rookie move of 
playing a moment that you like, but that doesn't isn't that isn't supported by the text. You know what I mean? Like I love an awkward news interview mm-hmm. and I love a specific kind of awkward news interview. And was I trying to put that in even though it wasn't supported by the antecedent moments? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, yeah, ultimately you're always playing what's in front of you like you know what i mean like i yeah. don't know this got a laugh in the table and i don't quite understand why it's so funny but i'll give it to him you <laughs> know what i mean like it's so at the end of the day like i don't know imperfect as it may have felt i i think you fooled us so i, would, okay. I wouldn't well, i wouldn't go too deep i on mean that. maybe this is that thing maybe it's like maybe i'm overthinking it but really i just should have eaten lunch in five minutes and taken a nap during good actors the rest, take naps. Yeah. good actors and then what's naps. the credit roll on this one do you remember the credit roll Arvin, do you remember the credit roll on this episode? Yeah, it's where uh, Selena is sitting on the couch Doing watching what? TV. With? Solo? Uh, well, yeah, people, uh, Gary, you know, brings her a snack. Arvin, Arvin doesn't and, know. And, He's and just is saying she watching, you know, Is she, she watching Jonah? She's in the office and Gary she's, a snack She's watching her. herself on TV on Good Morning America. Okay, getting more And then does she get sick of it and Gary puts on Survivor or something like that? Does it go to that? We'll save that for trivia, but yeah, she... Okay. Ah, okay. Okay. All right. And I think just in terms of bookending the episode, the episode started with Gary feeling like, I want to do more, Mm -hmm. and he keeps offering more, and then the finale or the credit roll is Gary returning to keeping Selena happy with things like muffins and changing the channel. Yes. And and she tells him... You're gonna be my body man forever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, that's right. So that's so there is a lot of kitchen sink to this episode. There is. There is. There is. There is. Um, I'm just gonna go over these notes real quick and see if there's anything. Gary you says missed. a trapdoor. Uh, and everybody, um, I like that. Um, oh, this is one thing that I, Gary and Sue flirting. I will continue our pleasant chat at a later date. Like that is a <laughs> great fucking uh Kent Davidson flirting line. How about um, shit for brains? Who says that? Is oh, that- shit for... I had that note, too. It's when you're like, you know, they're, they're going to start calling you all the nicknames or oh, whatever. Yeah. What, is, what are the <laughs> first two funny. you throw out? Ma- Copycat Meyer. Yeah. And like, same, same Selena. Like, she's going to just <laughs> be copying Andrew or... Uh, uh, copying Chung. Chung. You know they're going to do it. Copycat Selena. Shit for brains. <laughs> yes. She's like, what? That's funny. I always like um, to go too far. And you're like, oh, no, it's just late. I'm tired. Um, yeah, I just want my general observation, talk about the uh, memory of what you have and then what you watched. I do remember this episode feeling really dreary, like a lot of that Eisenhower stuff, dreary in the sense like intentionally so, mm-hmm. like long nights in the Eisenhower, much like the first season was. Yeah. It, uh, the, a lot of the first season had that like politics dreary, even the look of it. But again, this episode is much bigger feeling and brighter and has a lot more energy uh, than I remember it. I am going to throw this out there that I think this happened every single time that we went back and this will be like a Baltimore Whole Foods movie theater chaos thing. Again, I, I cannot overstate this. We are already so far behind. Really? At 302? We are already so far behind. Okay. And there was always a little honeymoon period when we would first get back to Baltimore and we would first get back to filming 
And it was like, you know, late fall and it's East Coast and the leaves and we'd take trips to Annapolis and it would be so great to see everybody again. And then by the time, so this episode is probably, there was always this incredibly steep decline where it was just all of a sudden we would just start spiraling. And I think, and that was sort of usually when the weather turned and it was like, all right, this just really isn't fall anymore. Mm -hmm. I think this is about when that happened. So I think your memory is probably, because this is about when it would turn. It would turn pretty early on into the season. So I think your memory of that sort of gray thing is that the beginning of that downturn after the initial excitement of being back and going to new restaurants in Baltimore and the Fork and Wrench opened. You know Mm. what I mean? And so episode three is when it starts to... Mm-hmm. like your memory of the episode is going to be gray because that's what we were in, yeah. even though it's a big, bright episode. Oh, okay. You know seasonal, what I mean? It's probably the seasonal effect. Of- yeah, the seasonal effect of that. Okay. Good call. I'll take that. I feel like I, not necessarily a walk back. I think I'm just going to check with my team for clarification on uh, whether or not it is a settled issue in the UK. I'm sure that the issue is still discussed, but I feel like it has been settled. I feel like it's been settled legally and politically is available legally throughout the United Kingdom and Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Uh, I remember, yes, in Ireland, it's not a criminal offense. And that was repealed in October. That was appealed uh, recently. But I feel like in England specifically, anyway, it just doesn't seem to be as much of a wedge issue. So I, uh, I'll I'll get with the team. I'm going to get with my team and we were going to ask for further clarification of that. What you got? Uh, this is very political. It's not necessarily a walk back. It's to give a greater context. Sometimes we like sit from our lifeguard chair here and criticize the writing or say the <laughs> oh, show yes. is like, yeah. I want to, pro- cause in truth, we have people who work on the show who might listen to these episodes. Yeah. And I just want to say, and I know you believe, feel the same way. Of course we appreciate how great the show is and how, uh, much work went into it. Yes. And I could never write a show this good. No, no, God, um, no. So please don't, uh, you know, I just don't want to color it uh, in a way that makes it seem like, oh, it's easy for you to say. You didn't do all that. You know, you didn't structure yeah. it. You didn't, you know. So I, I think, the, yeah. That's for, that's just like a blanket. I guess that is a walk back. What do you call that? That's a blanket. Uh, Clarification? Not a clarification, but uh, mea, not a mea culpa, but qualifier? Yeah. Sort of a yeah, general yes, qualifier yes, yes. from everything before and everything moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's never meant with any disrespect. I'm I just going to say, I think refer I... to episode 302. If we ever get mired in being really critical, yeah, I'm just going to tell fans, refer to episode 302 towards the end. Where... Tim and I sort of handled this. Yeah. Yeah, obviously a lot of great work went into it and we love and respect everybody that did. So funny. I think I'm just also like, I don't know, I guess like people don't necessarily want us to just come in here and tell each other how great, I mean, I Blow want smoke this. up each other's ass. Yeah, yeah, nobody wants I mean, I think yeah. we should look, I think we should look plainly at what's there and about sure. whether or not the it's it accomplished what it set out to do yeah. with this distance that we now have on it. Yeah. It's almost, I don't know, it's almost like we're looking at the but show from the beings, lowest rung of a very high ladder. But human beings being human beings and after having sat, you think the show's over? Is that the edit point? <laughs> Are we just giving Arvin the edit point? I was going to oh, say I, that if Tim did it. but Blackout, no. <laughs> Blackout. 
No, I have to say this. You can cut this. I'll yeah. say it anyway. No, no, no. Leave it in. You're leaving human all beings, shit in. Human beings being human beings, and then we sit down, we talk to Georgia Pritchett for mm -hmm. an hour, and we sit down, we'll you know, talk to Arm, or we'll talk to whoever. You just want to make sure if they listen to this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you wrote episode 302, yeah. or you were Becky Martin, or you were Simon, or you were Armando, and you happen to listen to this, they all have busy lives. They probably won't. Yeah. But if you happen to listen to that, you just wouldn't want them to go like, those fuckers. Yeah, no, absolutely. I don't that's I all. don't want that. I just think human yeah. beings being human beings. Yes. That's all. No, that's true. I okay. love them. I'm truly I love everything. No, I know, and of course we do. But it is whatever. Just refer to episode 302. Yeah, just episode 302. You'll understand what we mean. Okay. Let's do it. And now it's time for some Victim Trivia. So we have six questions. You guys ready? Sure. Boom. Are we Go. playing for anything? It's been a while. Colin bringing us boba tea. <laughs> Regardless of who wins or yeah. loses. Okay. Yeah. All right. If I win if or lose. If he listens to it. Or if Walsh wins or loses. <laughs> All right. Colin brings us boba tea. Here we go. I mean. Oh. Yeah. And here we go. Because the title of this episode is called The Choice, mm -hmm. all questions, all six questions are multiple choice. You have to wait until I list all choices. Okay. Copy go. that. Well done. Play, He's play. very proud of himself play. for a guy that had to <laughs> I, I edit am. the I document mid-show. <laughs> did you delegate this task to your roommate brother? I mean, I can't believe you actually did something <laughs> of quality in the middle of running your musical theater career. I'm a man of many talents. Oh, you are. Um, You're just not focused on this. Just not yeah. focused. Yeah. No. We see less. none of them here. I feel terrible about that joke. Arvin's great. And he I feel like I went a little bit too harsh. Yeah, Arvin also brings to donuts. Much. I've been gifted with donuts by Arvin twice. Oh yeah, you weren't here for Christmas. No, that's okay. I don't really class class. To be here. They were good. How many yeah. pennies, which equates to sex with Wendy, does Mike tell Gary is in the jar? A twenty, B fifteen, C ten, D five. That's Tim. B fifteen. Yeah, that's incorrect. What? No. That is incorrect. Well, no. Are you Matt, talking about cumulative you. through the show? Did you specify that? Pum cumulative through the show? It's only mentioned once. No. No, it comes up twice. He says it to her when she brings him something. She, he, he references the number again. That'll be 20 or that'll be 18. So the jar, when he talks, you're talking about the moment let's, when he let's talks. Let's specify to, it. Um, in the beginning talking of the episode. To Tony. To, uh, when, he, when he talks to Gary. Yeah. Okay. And 15 is incorrect? 15 is Can I hear incorrect. the other yes. answers? A, 20, B, 15, C, 10, D, 5. I guess I got to go 20. That is also incorrect. It's What's the 15. answer? He tells Gary at that point that they've done it 10 times. No, incorrect. So, no, he says there are 15. 15, you're in incorrect. There. This is the kind of yeah. attention to detail you're that right. we are I'm dealing with give that Arvin when split no. focused. When Arvin is split focused, nothing good happens. Arvin... We're going to throw swear. that question out. We'll throw it. Okay. Anyway, it is zero 15. points have been awarded. Yeah. I'm going to prove it to you afterwards, but okay. 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 We'll, to we'll toss it out. Or maybe Arvin brings Boba. Number two. Uh, what movie does Wendy tape so that Mike and her can watch it later in the evening? A, The Great Gatsby. B, The Great Mouse Detective. C, The Great Outdoors. D, The Great Escape. That's Matt. Great Escape? That's correct. Nice. Is that the one they were watching together at the beginning? No, they were watching The Dirty Dozen. That's right. And the greatest and then later on. What, yeah. Yes, okay. All right. Steve Next McQueen. question. Great movie. Okay. 
What does Selena this call? This whole game fell apart. I was like really impressed. And he was like, this episode's called The Choice. And so all of these are going to be multiple choice. And then this whole fucking thing fell apart. You know what I mean? Why? I don't know if he can They're hear me choices. what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, staying, I'm staying on brand here. Okay. What does Selena call her office when Cardinal Branzini pays her a visit? A, the inner consortium. B, purgatory. C, the inner sanctum. D, the inner curia. That's Tim. The inner sanctum. That is correct. The reason it stuck out is because of the UCB sunset inner sanctum. That's true. Yeah. Oh, man. You should have gotten that one then. Uh, I think probably it was background because I've heard that term so many times. That's true. Yeah. Oddly. It's like you don't really think about if you're If you work in a restaurant, you don't really taste tarragon. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Or it's like someone saying Tim was the character's name. You would probably not notice that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does Dan find out uh, that Jonah's going on MSNBC mm. and shows up to then threaten him. A, Dan has a tracker on Jonah. B, Jonah updated his Facebook status. C, Jonah tweeted out his location. D, Amy gave Dan Jonah intel. Oh, Matt. C? Uh, C? Tweet it. Yeah. Yep. That's correct. It feels like Arvin wrote these questions on a break during one of his rehearsals for Assassins mm-hmm. by the at the East West Players, mm-hmm. and then had a friend translate them into German, and then had a different friend translate them back into English, and now he is reading them. I think yeah, I think he outsourced them to one of those like sites where like you can one of those get content like, farms yeah. or whatever, yeah. where like like the click farms. It's yeah. all the fans. The fans write it out, and then I just okay. read them. No, I'm kidding, but that would be a good idea. <laughs> we actually. don't have any fans. <laughs> P- to, of two, your parents. Yeah, well, that's true. These are these are your parents' questions. Yes. Selena says, Gary, you are my angel of baked goods. When he brings her a treat after a long day, what is the baked good? He brings her A, a cheese Danish, B, an almond croissant, C, a blueberry muffin, D, a chocolate scone. That's Matt. Almond croissant. That's correct. Ooh, Matt's on fire today. I just listen. I try to stay present. Oh my God. Mindfulness. Like, you know, when you say that, it just sounds like my an ego is on not me. my amigo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I mean, we can. This one is worth two points. Okay. Okay. Then you'd be tied if you get oh. this, Tim. Oh, okay. All right. Arvin's uh, just changing every. He's just well, editing every document midstream. It's three to one. You know, there's okay. there's no chance for you to win otherwise. Okay. When Selena doesn't want to watch herself on TV anymore, Gary mentioned several choices of shows to put on instead. Which one of these were not mentioned? A. Top Chef. B. Project Runway. C. Master Chef. D, Survivor. That's Matt. Master Chef. That's correct. Is Master Chef an actual show? Yeah. Oh. With uh, Gordon Ramsay. That's called Master Chef? That's what that's called? Uh-huh. There's Hell's Kitchen, and then there's also Master Chef. I got to go to Hell's Kitchen. You did? Twice now. I went once with my mom, and then the thing that aired later is he said about my mom, he's like, someone get that old woman her beef wellington. And my mom's like, old woman? (laughs) (laughs) Which was really fun. Hey, we love hearing your questions. Please submit your questions to castmedia.com slash second in command. Tune in every Tuesday for a new... Oh, did you have anything else to say? I just wanted to say you spell that all out. Okay. 
Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Watch our episodes on Spotify as well as YouTube to get in on the action. As always, follow, rate, review. Give us five stars. Tell your friends. Word of mouth matters. We're building, building, building constantly. Thank you for joining us. And let's rewatch the next episode next time. Peace. Trying that one on. I don't think it's going to work. Let's rewatch the next one next time. <laughs> okay, your homework is 303. <laughs>